So if you grew up in a single parent household, clipping coupons, or you were on food stamps, you may have what's called a scarcity mindset. It's this tunnel vision or singular focus on making your ends meet. It's that voice in your head telling you that you'll never have enough money. And when a big paycheck does come, it's spent almost as soon as it arrives. I've had two professionals recommend that I work on my own scarcity mindset, particularly as the pandemic wears on. But the swiftest kick in my ass actually came this past week when the world saw Mulatto's 2020 double XL freshman freestyle. Because there's that part where she's rolling her eyes and she's like, who else do you know that came from a TV show, turned down a deal and is still taking off? There's an alternate ending to this story where she would have taken the deal because it's the first one that she had been offered. But if she had that scarcity mindset, we almost certainly wouldn't be talking about her today. Today, we're going to be talking about that freestyle and more coming from the self-proclaimed Queen of the South here on the Something to Say podcast. Mommy, mommy, wake up. Gucci's girlfriend is here. And boy, she freaky. I'm a freakily, but I can't let a broke nigga beat. No, he for the streets. So when you see me, nigga, don't speak. Put him straight to sleep. I don't sell pussy, but this ain't cheap. Abracadabra got rappers and trappers. Yeah, I got some tricks on my sleeve. Drama, I'm with the shit. You want a problem? No want a hit. Scarce I didn't I didn't see that coming. I didn't see the scarcity mindset coming. I'm just I'm just letting y'all in on my life, but Man, it's true. That was that was it was deep Dope. thinking. That was a great intro. Yeah. And she's a perfect uh, artist to talk that type of topic with because she really did have a TV show and won the competition. And we see a lot of TV shows, American Idol and just constant competitions about music, about artists. And you may never see these people ever again. They'll, they'll be on your TV one second and then... 10 to 15 years later, you see them again on a reunion show. But like that gap in between, they just vanish. So there's a window of opportunity for her to disappear. She was not guaranteed to be a double XL freshman. She was not guaranteed to release an album this year. Like all the things that have happened around her, she made happen. She had to, like she had to want this really bad. And I think that that's when it comes down to is like, how bad do you want it? Is it bad enough to gamble on yourself against all the odds? Because she's a gambler. Absolutely. I watched some greatest hits reel of her time on the rap game, which is the reality show that she's talking about. It features Jermaine Dupree on his great quest for whatever. But the reel ends with her winning and Jermaine unveils the chain. So, so deaf. And she's just she says something to the effect of the competition may be over, but my career has just begun. And she's like 15 at the time. I'm, I'm looking at this moment and I'm like. She could have easily just taken that chain and ran with it. But it like it's hard to tell, like how far she would have actually gone. I just know that at 15, I don't have the foresight for that shit. I think actually being that young might have been 
to her benefit in a certain kind of way because at 15, not that you're not, you know, probably super excited to like have a record deal and be the artist that you, in your mind that you know you want to be, but also at 15, if, if for whatever reason you do have the foresight to say, screw this deal, you know, it's not like you, it's not like you've been grinding for a decade and now you're so thirsty to have a deal that you just want to take any deal that comes before you because you feel like you've put in all of this work at 15 you know she'd probably been rapping you know a few years i mean maybe she had been rapping at like nine or ten but like really as a as a working artist trying to get established she'd probably only been rapping for a few years it couldn't have been that long so i feel like you know if you look at the deal as a 15 year old or you're offered a deal and you look at it and you say this is not really that much money this is not really that great of a deal if you have enough confidence to actually believe in yourself like that at that age where you don't know that you know what you don't know what you don't know if you're naive enough to just say oh i can still do this on my own and 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 get this shit popping myself then i respect it 15 such a young age uh you, you couldn't give me a contract at 15 and expect me to have the understanding of what that means, like how binding it is, especially a, a rap record contract with an established name like So So Deaf. This is Atlanta, so you know her relationship to Jermaine Dupri is someone you look up to. Like even if you weren't like the biggest fan of the music, like they did something in the city that made them iconic. So you're you have an opportunity to play for our iconic team now, to wear an iconic chain and to potentially usher in like a new phase in that empire. So to say no to that, you're not just saying no to a deal, you're saying no to the possibilities of what that could mean. Yo, you sent over two very interesting videos in the group chat. Can you tell us about those? That is so funny. Like even sending it to you guys. So let me back up. My parents, on a skating rink on the south side of Atlanta called Skate Zone. And they've had it for the last 15 years. Probably going on 16 now. And we've always had rappers come and perform at the rink. Like, I've seen so many different people there. And it, and it, and it's, and it never really occurs to me what you're watching sometimes. Sometimes it's just a kid with a mic and they're just rapping. You're not seeing a star. You're not seeing the future. You know, even though you you see people like B.O.B., I've seen D4L, I've seen Hurricane Chris, I've seen so many people come through and perform for these teenagers. So I was talking to my parents about Miss Mulatto, and they were like, oh, man, we remember her. She performed at the rink a couple years ago. And I was like, where? So they brought up this video. It's from 2016. It's Miss Mulatto on stage rapping to a crowd of teenagers she looks so young like i i, I couldn't believe it she looks, it looks the same person smaller like you could just see the youth on her face but you can also just kind of see this this star you can tell just the way that she's rapping her energy her charisma everything on that stage it tells you like she believes in this and the way they're reacting they believe it too so, uh, yeah, I sent those two videos to John and Christina. 
It was the same day it had Double XL Freshman Freestyle dropped, I believe. So, I think so. Or if it wasn't the day, it was like maybe a couple days before. So we watched that and then we see the Double XL Freestyle and it's just like that same girl from the rink. Like the stage has changed, but the energy hasn't. Yeah, she, she's for sure a star. Like that video, like you said, she looked super young in that in that video. Like she was a clearly a child. Yeah, little Lotto. Yeah, little Lotto. Yeah, <laughs> she was she was little Lotto at at that point. But the way she commanded the stage, the way like her energy was all the way on ten. The like she didn't have. I didn't get any sense of uh, nervousness or trepidation or, you know, like, ah, I wonder will they like me? No level of shyness. Like, she was on full tilt. And it's interesting seeing that in hindsight because the, the first time I had ever heard of Mulatto, I don't even, to this day, I still can't remember. I was trying to think of it. I don't know what made me look her up i might have seen maybe i saw something on twitter or maybe i saw someone say something about her but it wasn't i hadn't heard any music i just knew there was this one song that i decided one day for whatever reason to press press play on and uh and that song was called facts and facts is basically just a uh i mean it's basically just a freestyle like I don't like there's not really any specific hook to it. It's kind of her just running down on this beat that sounds like it should be the intro. I think the actual uh I think the actual song might be like number two or three uh on this project. I'm trying to figure out if it was I'm looking up right now just to see if it was just a single or if it was actually on a project. But she was spitting so hard on this song and what she was saying, I believed her. And I'm like, how old is this girl? Like, she's talking real tough. And, like, I'm not really questioning what she's saying. Like, it sounds like, like she wrote it. It sounds like she means it. It sounds like she is very used to talking to people in this in this aggressive type of manner. And I loved it from the beginning. Then when I realized she was so young, I'm like, oh, she's got all the time in the world to really, like, blow up or to really, like, craft who she's going to be as an artist and bring it full circle. And that was in maybe 2016, maybe, when I first heard 16, 17, when I, like, first heard of this song. And I wasn't sure where it was going to go. I wasn't sure if it was just going to be a, uh, you know, if she was going to be a local artist that maybe has some buzz around here, but we never really got a chance to explore or see what it was like on a on a larger stage. And here we are. She She's <laughs> by far, of, of the freshman freestyles I've seen so far, which haven't been that many, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it seems like she's far and away going to have the best one. My favorite rapper was Gucci, I feel like they say it all I got a bag and pay for my sister tuition, I paid it off I'm a boss on my ass, nigga, laid them off If I rap it, I wrote it, I made the calls Who else do you know that came from a TV show Turned on the deal and still taking off mm. Real good, a bitch, I'm from Clayco Burke is so big, fit the Draco Bitch better find her somebody to play with Oh, I 
get a tuck like some Play-Doh huh? I make him slurp me Alfredo huh? He eat me out in a raincoat uh, Pussy like lean, I put him to sleep He say, yo, shit cut with that K-Roll uh, I don't gotta rap about sex But this shit way too good not to brag on uh, I ain't even fuck a rap nigga yet But if Ivy don't want to, then I ain't gon' pass on uh, Yeah, bitch, I get my Mac on He ain't tricking, I skip him like bad songs I just dropped a hundred on jury during the pandemic yeah, mama I think I first heard of her um, It had to have been last year Honestly, um, I was profiling young baby Tate for the Red Bulletin, which is Red Bull's magazine, because young baby Tate was a featured artist at the Red Bull Music Festival Atlanta last year. So young baby Tate has a distribution deal with Stream Cut. And at the time when I was meeting Tate up at the studio, so did Mulatto. So I actually saw her. I met her before I'd even heard the music. But then, of course, as Tate is performing, Mulatto has a song called Bitch from the South. And, you know, Tate is bringing her out on these various stages and having Mulatto perform the song. And typically, I'm not so easily won over by these cameos, especially if it's people who I don't really know. But the song was hella catchy to begin with. And then she drops that remix with Sweetie and Trina. And I feel like if you're going to have like a Trina co-sign on a song called Bitch from the South, and that pretty much just seals the deal. And pretty much ever since then, it's been interesting to see her um, win over, I guess, her her elders, her elder statesmen. I mean, there was Jermaine Dupree, but then, of course, she had uh, she collaborated with Boosie and uh, now she's on Muwap, you know, redoing Freaky Girl with Gucci Mane. Um that's a crazy cosign to me. These have been all like crazy cosigns leading up to, in fact, this amazing freestyle. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, once you get Trina to say, yeah, she's like that, then I feel like you're on <laughs> the right path. Like that's, the, you know, those are the, obviously the kind of cosigns you want, uh, you know, as a new artist. But also it's interesting because Obviously, there's been a lot of acts to come out of Atlanta for the past 20 years, but I don't want to overlook anybody. But in my mind, I can't think of a, a new artist, a new woman who has come out of Atlanta in a in a while to really like make a splash like that in this kind of way. Am I overlooking somebody? Is there somebody that I'm not thinking about when I think of when I'm like thinking about this on a fly? But I can't mm. put my finger on anybody in particular. Like the city girls are here, but they're not from here. Yeah. Um you know you got Tate. Like there's like women from Atlanta that are climbing at substantial speeds. Right. But with mulatto it does feel like, cause man, as you were talking, I was thinking how she wasn't one of the blog rappers. Wasn't like she got like a bunch of blog ah. posts, so you didn't really see her in that manner. You know, you wouldn't. I don't think you would have saw her on Anari. Right? I don't think you would have saw her on Two Dope Boys or Ill Roots. You know, Pigeons and Planes. I don't remember ever seeing her on there either. So she didn't go through the blog spear. And usually we can look at the blog spear and see how artists climb up and trajectories and all that. But she starts on a reality TV show. She works the the local circuit. You see her moving around, but like you have to look, you have to literally see her, because if you if you just scroll through on sites, it's very unlikely that you come across her. And I think that's really interesting. 
because like she kind of has like an old school grassroots come up. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It is old school. Um, I remember reading about some TikTok challenge that apparently came with Bitch from the South. But when I saw it was like the same three white kids, I was like, I don't know if that constitutes a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) If it didn't make the rounds necessarily. Yeah, I don't Uh, remember making the rounds. Yeah. So, I mean, that aside, it really has just been off the strength of like you said, like this grassroots movement. I hadn't really thought about that, but you're you're right. I think the freestyle is probably the most viral thing that she's done, honestly. And it's crazy because I guess if you're if you're another artist and you're looking at her, I guess you got to feel um some level of I don't know, like positive reinforcement that even if you're not running the blogs every day, you can still be building a fan base of people who even though it might not be like the loudest buzz in the world, if you got, if you continually, continuously bringing people into your fold, then that's all you really want at the end of the day. I mean, the blogs will catch up whenever they catch up, the media will catch up whenever they catch up, but ultimately you want people like how those little kids were when Lotto was at the skating rink. You want the people to be excited about you, whether the media is talking about you or not. And one doesn't necessarily mean the other. You can have all the blogs talking about you and no people talking about you. Or you can have all the people talking about you and no blogs talking about you. I'd rather have the people. (laughs) Yes. I'd much rather rather have the people. Absolutely. Because bloggers just stay inside. That's not true. (laughs) We don't see you outside anywhere. We've never seen you. That is so funny. We don't know who you are. <laughs> He's not wrong, though. Like Come on, I used man. to be one. I know exactly Yo. what it is. You never have a chance to go outside. No, because you have emails. <laughs> There's so many emails. You have, you have emails to answer. And WordPress is depressed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, exactly. It's, but it's great oh to God. know. It's great to see that, that rap and rappers are still able to just kind of come up in grassroots ways and still utilize like the remix and still utilize the feature you know like these things do matter they're not just words we throw around like the right remix can accelerate your record you know having the right features really does push you in like the realm of where rap is headed you get to be one of those players yeah no for sure and i think also with this with this freshman freestyle, it's also dope to see that that the a, a good freestyle still has value. Mm-hmm. Like yes. you don't, you know, outside of sway in the morning, and that's really the only mainstream outlet I can think of, hip hop outlet right now where rappers go on and rap oh well, that's not a lot because there's a well, uh, flex yeah well flex and well, I, the only reason i didn't count flex is because flex isn't doing that on the radio flex is his freestyle series is strictly like on youtube as a youtube okay. property but at least at least sway in the morning is being broadcast live uh, yeah you know you come in the booth you sit down you rap i mean it's charlie sloth fire in the booth there is LA Leakers Freestyle. All those are like legendary platforms. Mm-hmm. But as far as like a media outlet, 
radio or TV where rappers rap. There's no Rap City the Basement. There's no uh, Yo MTV Raps Freestyle. So radio radio stations live, at least especially not down here. Maybe in some other cities, they still have rappers coming on to rap live on the radio. I know in Philly, um, Cosmic Kev has always had rappers come on and you know rap live. But I feel like it's like a dying craft of like really impressing people just rapping and so for mulatto to come on this freshman double xl thing which is already has like a people have a certain type of feeling about double xl and this freshman cover and whether it matters or you know it already has kind of a diluted type of value but i feel like for her to come on there and smash it and be a trending topic on twitter like all night and the next morning I think that says a lot for any artist, but especially for a newer artist who, you know, I mean, I don't want to keep stressing the fact that she's a woman, but she's a woman. And people generally like downplay these types of things if they're coming from certain kind of artists. And like she smashed that. Like to me, she checked every box that you want out of a freestyle as far as bars and confidence and just her whole attitude was just, I know I'm killing this. <laughs> and then she had Fabio in the background <laughs> going crazy with Adlibs. And Fabio was like super into it. And I was just like, yo, this is awesome. It was a moment. And it, it was definitely and she a called moment. Him out. For sure, it, for sure a moment. Oh my God. The fact that she checked for him was just amazing. Yeah. She knew what she came to amazing. do. I could see a thousand, but I love yeah. that. Like the level of preparation was like, I'm ready for this right yeah. now. Like I know exactly and, what's going to happen. And it's and this right here, right? It's not just um freestyling. No, like this is Delixil freshman. I know. Yeah, right. I have an opportunity to make this mean something, and mm-hmm. that's one thing I've been kind of disappointed by the freestyles of uh, some of the other members. You look at them and you're just like, do you know why you're here? Right. Like, this is your job. <laughs> this is actually what you do. Yeah. So you have to bring some intention into that. Because, like, I think a lot of the, the melodic guys, they kind of just get up there and they rhyme the way they would rhyme on a record without the auto tune, right. without all the bells and whistles. And I feel like mm-hmm. that is a flaw in moments like this because you're not able to give us the record. You're only able to. There's no hook not to your freestyle, sir. Man, you can't even. You can't plug in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't do anything but rap. And you can just tell Lotto, she she raps, and she under yeah. and she understands <laughs> yeah, when it's buddy. time to cut that on. So that's why I want to see more. I want to see more rappers cut it on. Like you know why you're right. here. Yeah. And yeah. she didn't even do any type of like lyrical, miracle, spiritual. Mm-mm. Like she just she rapped the way Lotto raps. Yeah. But like you said, the intention was there that just screamed, every bar just screamed, mm-hmm. Oh, you're gonna like this. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna like right. this. And now you're gonna like this. And when I say this, you're gonna <laughs> like that too. Like Yes. It was just so yeah. aggressive and so purposeful that I just yeah, I just wish the other artists took it that seriously. The opportunity to say something. Mm-hmm. Not to, yeah. you know, you don't have to step outside of your box. Be who you are. But, like, say something. Make me impressed with you and your creativity. Because mm-hmm. then you get more chances. 
the more you impress us, yeah, absolutely. the more chances you get to continue impressing us. It really is a part of the job to entertain the audience. But like it's it's well, you, how you do it that makes you stand right. out. Well, you're entering a, a give and take relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you want to give the audience something so that they can feel like, okay, yeah, I'll come back again to see what else. Mm-hmm. You, you impressed me once and I will give you the opportunity to impress me some more. As opposed to ignoring you completely. Like, I'll check for you when I see your name. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That's that's that that matters. Like it's not like digital currency. That's not a stat that you can like talk about in a marketing meeting or A and R meeting. That's not a. But you know, when you have that, when when a person gives you that, like that's power in 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 your art in your artistry. I agree. Yeah, she she definitely took advantage of that platform. I keep thinking back to Gunna. And how he just turned down the freestyle opportunity completely. Yeah. Because he says that he doesn't do anything for free. I was like, sir, that's not what that means. Yeah, First like, what is, what is that even? What do you say? What do you call it? such a gonna what answer. Saying? What are you saying? It's a very, it's a very, very gonna answer. That is a su- it was authentic. I give him that much. His answer was. It was really incredibly authentic. authentic. Yeah. One time I followed up on Gunna for a double XL profile, actually. This was before the freshman cover. I was like, can I get some follow up answers to X, Y, and Z? And um, his publicist was like, Gunna says that he thinks you've had enough. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you had enough time with him. I'm like, excuse me. Gunna says he thinks you've had enough. <laughs> he like cut you off. Like a bartender. <laughs> saying like he, he shunned you. He, sh- he sh- like shooed you away. You, you like, get no more. <laughs> With his diamond encrusted <laughs> fingers, like. Listen, man, he was wearing at least five different brands the day I met him. Like, yeah, I bet. With all five of them. Yeah, the I, can, I can only imagine. No, wow, some rappers are living that life for real. He's who he is. Like he's exactly who he kind of portrays himself as, like this high prince. And I kind of feel like all of Thug's artists, YSL in general, are like high princes. You mm-hmm. can feel it, like Keed. That's why I'm interested in seeing how. He's gonna run since we're talking about double cell freshman. If he has that star quality, it's gonna have to shine within the next two years. Cause I think now he has a platform like Mulatto does to have the camera on you, right? Like you're not running up anymore. Like it's on you now. And it's like okay, you you understand how to rap, but like now do you understand how to translate? music and translate your culture to the masses and i just i haven't seen him do it like as a anything like viral anything like i don't even see keys videos like i don't know what he's like about i just know he raps i'll tell you the truth if if keed walked in this room like right now behind me while we're doing this podcast i would have no idea <laughs> well first of all you would need to lock the doors <laughs> 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 oh no that's milana man why would that Rapper happen just walk into your house that's some shit just come into your crib and be like yo what's up yeah and i have no idea what Keed looks like but i do know that i feel like he's one of those guys too though that is that is building a legit fan base mm-hmm. that maybe 
maybe you don't see his name on everything or maybe he's not like the topic of every uh, blog post or whatever the case is. But I feel like amongst the kids, amongst the 15, 16, 17, 18 year olds, mm-hmm. like I, I feel like they know Key. Because I know my boss's son is like super into Key. Really? And yeah, and he's 15. He's about to turn 16, I think, next year. And he's all about Key and like the, the friends that we have in the music industry, like they call her to ask him what he thinks about certain Key songs for their own meetings. So it's like, I think if you're that age, you are probably super aware of Key and like what's going on. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm intrigued by that. I can see it though. I can see it. To your point about them being like high, like princes, like it's it, when you said that, it made me feel like like if Decatur was Dubai, like that's where you would find gunners and thugs <laughs> and, and, and keys and like all, all of these like dope boys with skinny jeans and like royal oh garb on, like because there is a certain air of like. Um, there's a certain like, I don't know, aristocratic air that they kind of <laughs> yes, have about them. They do, absolutely. It's strange. I didn't, I didn't think about that till you said it, but now I'm thinking, oh, like, yeah, they do kind of carry that diplomat ambassador, ambassador thug. Ooh, ambassador, ambassador thug, thug would be a dope. Ooh, Ooh, the ambassador thug would be fire. <laughs> thug at the UN? Are you kidding me? That would be amazing. Uh, yeah. I watch C-SPAN all day for that. I'm trying to... It would be amazing. I don't know. It would be amazing. Imagine some world where they talk about Barter 6 and climate change in the same meeting. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's the world I want to live in. Yes. Take me there. <laughs> Immediately. Post-haste. Please and thank you. Oh, my God. Have y'all gotten a chance to listen to um, this Queen of the South project? No, I have not listened to the Queen of the South project yet. I'm interested in listening to it though, just to see like where she's taking this. I ran through it. You have reactions? I do. I think well, first of all, it's actually very brief. Um if you don't count the Bitch from the South remix, it's probably like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Bitch from the South remix takes it closer to 30. Uh but it's it's very very polished. And I would, but there's like a skit in there, which was the, not the first sign that she's like kind of old schooler in sensibilities, but I, it, I'm always impressed when newer artists include skits. I'm like, you really didn't have to do that. Mm. That's not to impress like the younger generation at all. That's to impress like your elders. So, so there's that part. There's a song called Pull Up with 21 Savage where she kind of sounds like she's pulling her best bankroll fresh impersonation. Mm, Interesting. I don't know if that makes any sense, but there's an interesting bit of range in here. I'll say that. Well, I think that's the thing, too, is that I want to. That's the part that makes me want to listen to the project, though, is to see what the range is. Like, I know, obviously, what she can do on the mic and. um you know, I saw how she handled her business, obviously, on a double XL freestyle. I saw how she handled her business on the G-Eazy record. Oh, yeah. I saw um, that same night, the uh, that same night that the double XL 
uh, Freestyle came out, she put out uh, a music video. On God. On yeah, God. Yeah. And that music video is very, very impressive. Shout out to uh, shout out to Cole Bennett. Like, he gave her a look. When the man became a urinal. Yeah, I that's when I, that's when I was already, I was like, oh, she won. Like, this is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's super won. Like, she's standing in a men's bathroom in a urinal, pissing on a man. <laughs> and he's, like, entranced, like, loving. Oh, man, that was incredible. Like, I feel like that moment isn't getting talked about nearly enough on my timeline as it <gasps> should be. Because not for nothing, without pitting anyone against each other, to me, that would have been the thing that I would have seen Nikki do that, like, she never took it, like, oh, wow. that far. Yeah. yeah, I don't, yeah, oh, that's crazy. Because the music video kind of reminded me of a Missy Elliott video, but Missy doesn't really do, like, too, too vulgar. Yeah. Like, it might be a little raunchy, but it might not necessarily be vulgar in that kind of way. But just that whole imagery of, like, standing in a men's urinal amongst a bunch of other men and, like, filling a man's mouth with your urine <laughs> like it's a very very powerful image i respect it i mean just like the energy uh, yeah. the one or two times where i've accidentally walked into the wrong bathroom you know like i wanted to run and hide <laughs> she, not only did she not run and hide she continued to walk in the bathroom like well i'm here now so i'm just gonna do what i came to do I am here now. <laughs> so I'm just going to take advantage of this open spot mm-hmm. and just do my thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's her energy as an artist. Like, I'm here now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't think you can tell her shit. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, like, I don't <laughs> think I, I don't think you could tell Mulatto a damn thing. Like Big boss energy. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's mm-hmm. something that we always kind of see in male rappers, like when they come out and they have that, like that, just they exude being a star. You know, little baby didn't have it early on. I didn't see star. I didn't hear star. But like it seemed over time, he really hit a stride and a mark, and boom, now he's the guy in the room. Mulatto's coming right. into the game with that energy. This is her rookie year, but she she wants you to see her. She wants you to understand that I'm here. You're not going to miss me. Some Jordan shit. Yeah. It's very much so. And I and I and I'll even go here like with most with most of like the big name um most of the big name right so far outside of Jay-Z like there really aren't any male rappers who can get Beyoncé on a record. I just don't think it's happening for anybody. Like the closest I would have thought maybe would have been J. Cole, and I don't even think he could get Beyonce on the record right now. And she hasn't really done any features for anybody other than, you know, rapping with her or, you know, she'd do Khaled, but I mean, even with the Khaled song, it's like me and Jay. Like, I'm not just giving you Beyonce. The Drake? Yeah, I mean, yeah, she worked the, with Drake, yeah, Drake with right. the self-titled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, that but, a- yeah that's, I mean, that's Drake and that's Kanye. If, if mm-hmm. she, you know, she does the uh, lift off on Watch the Throne. But again, I mean, mm-hmm. well, that song was just her. Yeah, I don't even think Jay appeared on that song. Yeah. But I'm saying all that to say that with Mulatto, I don't think the in my mind, the dream is not a Beyonce record. The dream is a Rihanna record because I feel like Rihanna will be embodies way more of like the rude fuck you that Mulatto yes. does than Beyonce. Like, Beyonce is Beyonce. You can't take it another way. But I'm saying, but 
Brianna is just rude. And like, <laughs> I feel that in Mulatto's spirit, of that spirit of rudeness of like, you peasant, <laughs> like, get away from me. <laughs> like, I, and I love that. Like, I would love to hear Rihanna featuring Mulatto. Oh, wow. I, mean, I think you might have spoke that one up, bro. Yeah, I want I want that to happen. I want I want Mulatto to just pop up on Rihanna's like IG story one day, and she's in the kitchen doing whatever she's doing, dancing. She to already it. has. Well, has I she? mean, not in person, but it's the record playing in the background as Rihanna's making popcorn on the stovetop. Which uh, what uh, bitch from the south? Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't see that video. It's already happened. See, it's ha- see, it's happening. See, 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 Yo, see, see. Yeah, Mulatto yeah, yeah, yeah. Up on the Rihanna album. I'm gonna lose my shit, bro. <laughs> that would be a look. Bro. That would be the oh, look. super look. Rihanna don't give out features either. Yeah, you can't just get Rihanna on a record. Like that's just not a thing that happens. How did Party Next Door do it? Magic. Honest question. That's crazy. I oh, think, okay. I think you got to be one of those like ethereal ether singers. <laughs> like he was. I think Party. I feel like. Well, plus Party probably wrote a lot of stuff. That yeah. <laughs> it was probably. I can see him. So it was like okay, you wrote a bunch of my favor. records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote a bunch of your records. So like, just throw me a bone and just give me this right here, and we'll work it. Out. I see. I okay. want to know the backstory okay. of that though, because I don't think they ever really talked about that party route record and like when it happened how it happened did party even do press for his album doesn't seem like it no i know nothing all of a sudden the record just came and it, it just, was like it, yeah, okay it's it here came out and right and then everyone had it and that was kind of the end of it and prior right. to the release i i found myself wanting a new party record because it just i think a lot of people felt that way he was gone long enough to miss him you know, I think that's one thing that OVO artists do have going for them is that their breaks in between really does create like anticipation for something. So Pi's just one of those guys who you can you want to count on. Like he's gonna deliver a record. And then mm-hmm. the album comes and I didn't hear too many records. Yeah. But you know. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure what happened here. It seems like a uh for as much anticipation as there were, it feels kind of like it just went by the wayside. And to loop this back around, Party's a great example of how you don't know what someone's going to become. Because that first Party Next Door mixtape, I just remember when that dropped, it was a moment. And it felt like Drake had kind of caught someone that had the ear for melody and could write songs in like a post-weekend R&B. And... Mm. And then the second tape comes. I think he starts gaining momentum, started writing records. You start to see party more and more and more. And then it's just like you stop seeing him. His name stop popping up, stop appearing places. You don't hear him on songs anymore. And it's just like, well, what happened? And that could happen to anybody in this business. Mm-hmm. They can be moving, momentum, everything can look right. And then they just stop being around. And, you know, that's what's yeah. exciting about Mulatto right now, because, like, the possibilities for her are endless. It's Rihanna Records. Yeah. It's Rihanna Records. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I mean, obviously, bringing her, um, Cardi and Meg, bringing her into the WAP video mm-hmm. was, like, mm-hmm. something that I, I didn't see coming. Because, I mean, 
I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm like clocking every mulatto move. Like obviously I knew bitch from the South was a big deal. Um, and obviously the freestyle was a big deal, but I didn't have prior to those things happening. I didn't have a good gauge on where she was, but when Cardi and Meg pulled her into that video, that gave me a very clear idea of like, okay, like this is being recognized now. And, to my knowledge, it's not like he's being recognized just because they have to or some kind of good look. To me, you pull Mulatto in if you really fuck with Mulatto. Exactly. Exactly. No, that's a really good point because prior to that, Bitch from the South was just like my personal anthem. Now, granted, I've been inside this whole 2020. Um, so who re- who really knows, honestly? Right. Just like these bloggers I've been staying inside. <laughs> but I think... I really had to do a double take when I watched the WAP video because I was like, wait, that was really her. Mm-hmm. That was that was actually like really her. Normani, I would have expected of course. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, Ruby um, Rose, Rosalia. Rosalia, totally yeah, all those huge, super, super big time. Like, I expect right. all of that. But then you but, grab Lil Mulatto from Clayco? Oh, Clayco. From Atlanta South? Side? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so like, Clayco Mulatto? Like, oh, shit. All right. That is hard. It's <laughs> hard. It's super hard. <laughs> like, super duper hard. So, like, yeah, that to me, that gave me a real clear idea of what was going on with her. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm just excited. I'm just excited to see... First of all, people experience joy for once. Mm-hmm. That's pretty great. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that it is over freestyle. I love the fact that it's coming from, like you said, Ja, like a rare female presence in Atlanta hip hop. Because I really, I really can't think of a solo female presence that's taken off to this degree. Yeah, that's yeah that 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 made sure. themselves super prominent over this grand rising of Atlanta, like. It's yeah. crazy to even think that it's been that way, but like, like I said, I don't want to. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned Tate because obviously Tate is like seriously doing her thing. So I mean, that that part has to be recognized. But as far as just huge names in Atlanta, like I can't think of any women that rose with prominence, which is kind of sad. But it's just I honestly I didn't think about it until right now, which maybe is also an, an indictment on why it's the case, but. I mean, you're when we're talking even just about the young thugs and his court princes and things like that, you have to think about the fact that Mulatto didn't even have that luxury necessarily. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like a young thug type that could that could um, service her cosign kind of early on. Like the rap game, she's, as in the Jermaine Dupree show, is something that she's trying to actively distance herself from. Right. So really, it's like in her mind, she's like starting from scratch she really got it from the mud yes exactly like really really from the no like no one kind of quartered her up at all i can't yeah nobody put me on like no one actually (laughs) and that's crazy mm -hmm. because we we live in such a cosine times like the fastest way up is to have someone pull you up yeah and and to and and a lot of times that takes place even more with women than with men. I mean, everyone can use a cosign, but it almost feels like the default position for a woman is to come in under somebody because we've seen it so many times, and clearly that's not what you don't need that. 
Mm. You know, mm. I mean, Nicki Minaj, you could say Nicki Minaj is the most successful woman rapper to ever rap. And she came up under, you could argue, two guys. If you if you look at what, what Young Money was as far as having Wayne and Drake being that hot at the same time and her building well, her thing so- at the same time. I think probably more so than Drake, the the tutelage of Cash Money yeah. on top of that. Right. So yeah. you're building off of that legacy. Off, off of that legacy, yeah. and then you're getting Wayne in this prime real estate period of his career, and she's the biggest thing ever. But like to get it really, I mean, shit. Even Lauren Hill had she's associated so much with Wyclef that even if Wyclef didn't put her on, like the idea of the Fugees and being part of this group with two other men kind of springboarded her into you know miseducation but mulatto don't have none of that she's just out here like doing her did cardi have that male co-sign i i remember that she collaborated with offset before their relationship actually became public but i don't think of that as a co-sign no. yeah i don't look and at offset as a co-sign because i mean no Bodak Yellow was already Bodak Yellow. Yeah. You know, before Offset was really, where it seemed like they was really publicly together and it was a big deal. Yeah, no. I, but yeah, I guess she didn't have a cosign. I don't either. think so. Well, but, but also I'll say it's different a little bit for Cardi because she didn't have a cosign per se as far as her music, which I mean still counts, but to have already been such a huge personality on Instagram and then having love and hip hop. It's not a musical cosign, but at least it's a platform. I mean, there's a huge difference between love and hip hop and the rap game. Like <laughs> with all difference. due respect to Jermaine Dupree. But and then the even rap still game. with love and hip hop, the, the joke is always like the records are the least important. You're part never of yeah, you're never gonna, exactly you're never gonna be yeah. a successful artist coming from love and hip hop and trying to like have a serious music career. And she broke until that stigma. Until Cardi. She went crazy. Oh, yeah. She broke that all. Yeah. But I do think something about her coming up and not having that cosign, like Cardi B, I would say Megan as well, didn't have like a big male cosign when she was coming up. You know, mm-hmm. like as women, you, you sort of have to go so far by yourself just to have them look at you. Just to have them pay to be attention. acknowledged by whatever, and then they whatever get gatekeepers involved. are supposed to be. Like, right. Nikki did come up under Wayne, but, like, just imagine all the rapping she had to do just to get to Little Wayne. Right. You know, it, it doesn't change how you should view a person if they get co-signed or not get co-signed. But I do believe you're looking at stories and narratives and the possibilities of what rap offers. You can see a lot of inspiring stories when you look at those who didn't have a co-sign and they still made it pretty high. You know, you never know how high they can go, but, man, you do it by yourself. But no one stamping you? Come on. How can how yeah, can different. how can we not go crazy when you going up? Yeah. No, a, a thousand percent. It's gonna be interesting to watch, man. I'm but I I'm now tuned in. Like I'm tuned into everything that Mulatto does from this point forward. So consider consider yourself followed, Mulatto. That was not supposed to rhyme. <laughs> Well, you've been listening. (laughs) You're just, that's just how it naturally came out. What can I say? Can't help it. Uh, 
Well, you've been listening to the Something to Say podcast produced by Michael Saba out here in the SWATs. Um, This podcast is very generously supported by our Patreon supporters. If you want to learn more, head over to patreon.com slash something to say. 